damn go frank yourself show if you don't like feeling good being positive staying motivated and hilarious content you about to hate this shit otherwise sit back and enjoy let's get it dope What's good everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Go Frank Yourself show. This one is increíble. I got my boy Morgan J on here today and he was on NBC. He got first place in many comedy competitions that were national ones across the country and he is a super dope super friendly, super hard working, incredible dude. And we got some funny stuff that we talk about. It is inspiring. It's incredible. Just stay tuned. This one is dope. Thank you for tapping in. Let's do this. Oh. Hey, what's up everybody? Thank you for tuning back into the Go Frank Yourself show. It's another one for your butt cheeks. Uh I have my boy Morgan J with me today. We've already what been up, conversating. Up, you know, we've just been vibing out already, so you know what's up. Just keep it rolling, you know? Keep it rolling, rolling. Keep it flowing. Just let it roll. You you know uh one of the reasons I I like you a lot as, you know, as a comic and as a dude is uh, you know, the first time we worked together was at uh Punchline. Okay. And uh, yeah, and you killed it. Was I and doing? I was doing a showcase show. Yes, that's only I've done there. Yep, yep. Yeah. That's what we were on. Mark and Smalls walked me in. I had done it twice, but the nice. second time, Mark Smalls walked me in. Oh yeah, Smalls is the man at the punchline, dude. He, <sighs> yeah. he felt like he walked in like a god up in there. Yeah, god yeah. Damn. They do the Sunday. Uh, they do the Sunday showcase. Yeah, and at the end they have this thing called joke parade. I'm sure you've seen. Yeah. Okay. It's like basically they'll have all the comics in the back because they're all trying to get up, right? Yeah. So there's like 40 comics there, and then they'll have you go line up and you tell one street joke, and so everybody wants to tell their street joke, and they'll have a couple comics roast the comics that are uh, doing their street joke on stage. Kind of like that. Uh, I got you. That's funny. I like that's yeah. like um, Kill, Kill Bill. To- type. Kill Tony. I mean Kill Bill. <laughs> Kill. T- yeah. The, the now defunct Kill Tony. Yeah, I don't. Unless he's still doing the podcast. Ever since he he said some racist shit about Asian people. Yeah, yeah. No, I heard about it, but I didn't see exactly what was said. It was, uh, you know, it was, um, it was unnecessary. Mm -hmm. You know, it was unnecessary. But I mean, I'm like, it's kind of wild. People still be doing shit like that. Yeah. I was like, I saw it. I was like, whoa, damn. Yeah. They know they're going to dive into the lava knowing how hot it is. And they still. I they think they're infallible or something. I don't know. Yeah. What is this guy? We got a little thing here. It's like a little tiki dude. We're at my studio apartment uh, again. And yeah, I got that. Of course, I got that from Hawaii. Of course. Of course. Do, Hawaii's, I've never been there, but it's fine. I'm trying to book all my gigs. On oh, there. dude, you would be dope out there. Think so? Is there a club out there? Uh, I think so. I know there's like Maui, Waui. theaters oh, that's and a strain, shit. That's a strain of weed, I think. Maui, yeah. Waui. Maui, Waui. Yeah. So yeah, you, we worked together at the Punchline first. Yeah, yeah. We do you have ADHD? Because I do. I have it a little heavy. bit. A little, little bit. bit. I, 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 <laughs> I have my own podcast. We're starting it back up again. Nice. And uh, I'm doing it with a buddy of mine. And I I find myself like I can't focus because I'll be looking at the timing on the thing and I'll be looking at the sound and this and yeah. trying to get stuff right. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, and then I can't focus on the actual podcast. And the yeah. Flow. Cause I also feel like I want this podcast to be good for you. So I want to bring some, some great horny talking points. Yeah. So, hell yeah. You know what I mean? ASMR baby. You tell me, you tell me what you, you want to talk about. <laughs> if you have questions for me, I'm ready. Yeah. We're going to get the audience horny as shit. I've been saying that a lot now for just normal shit. Like I'll be making plans to do like, there's this girl I started working with and she said she would help me book some touring gigs. Yeah. We're on the phone together and I'm like, let me tell you something. I'm horny for all of this, <laughs> you know? Like yeah. I'm horny for all the plans we're making. Hell yeah. I'm horny. You could be horny for anything. I'm horny for these chips. Right. I'm horny for this video game I'm about to play. Yeah. I'm horny for sex too. I'm horny for that. Yeah. But for the tiki dude right here. I'm horny for this tiki dude. I got a I like tiki him. dude. He's like two inches, but you can feel the sex energy just I, vibrating off of him. I just feel like horny is a good word to express like you're 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 interested in anything. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Are you a big hockey guy? Let's normalize that shit. I'm from San Jose, and that's one of the only gems we have is the San Jose Sharks. Oh shit. You know, I just booked a gig up there, Atu Walker. 
Oh, hell yeah. I'm headlining his, he's got a gig somewhere. Nice. He worked out a sick deal. Shout out to him, man. Oh, yeah. That. I was a fun dude. August 28th, your boy's going to be headlining, you know? When are you going to be at the improv? Because I know David, the GM, is hella San cool Jose with you. Impro- yes. Yeah, so dude, I opened it's so for, dope. I opened for D-Ray there nice. twice. And I want to say I did a headline gig there once, I think. Yeah. Or no, it was just when I was opening for D-Ray. No, we were going to do a headline gig, but then everything shut down. I was supposed to do it last April. Mm, uh, yeah. Like last year, 2020. and then They actually booked me to close one off night as well yeah. before the pandemic. Yeah, and it would have been, <laughs> been nice. Uh, yeah. I want to go back up there, but we'll, we'll see how it goes. I'm going to try to use my TikTok following. I'm going to start advertising shows on TikTok. Yeah. Uh, I just booked a one-nighter in New York at this place called The Slipper Room, with, which is very much my vibe. Right. Um. And it's like, I imagine like low lights, jazzy, intimate. Yeah. I'll tell you the next special that I put out, I'm going to have a disclaimer at the top of it. I said for maximum enjoyment, please dim the lights, pour a glass of wine. Yeah. Or LaCroix. Candles, baby. Hell yeah. Candle and lock into this. Put your phone on. Do not disturb because we're about to get sexy. We're about to have a good time. Yep. Enjoy this. Horny vibes, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Silky shirts and just, you know. Yeah. Dresses. Because if you lock it in, you know. Uh, you, when you lock into me, you're going to have a good time. Yeah. I've, I've seen it. I've seen it. So you if know? you guys haven't, you're fucking me, yourself up. Let me tell you something. I, I, I don't know what it is. I think I got funnier in the quarantine. Like I, I put my special out last year uh-huh. and it was, uh, it got over half a million views now. Hell uh, for yeah. A basically unknown co- comedian. I'm very proud of that. Fuck yeah. But since I put it out, cause I filmed it in 2019, uh, yeah. In January, 2019. Yeah. I feel so much funnier than I was back then. Uh-huh. We've evolved, man. Evolved. We always got to be changing. Yeah. I guess it's as a, as an entertainer or artist, you have to be embarrassed by your work like three months prior. Yeah. Or, or however, whatever the timeline. If you're not embarrassed by your work from six months ago, a year ago. Yeah. Then you haven't gone anywhere. Yeah. You know? No, I definitely agree 100% on the pandemic is like, it really was like that test your mic type shit, you know? Because mm-hmm. we normally have everything to play with as far as content to write about. And it was like, it was narrowed down. It's like, bitch, all you got is Pop-Tarts. You know what I mean? Like you got Hot Pockets and Pop-Tarts. What are you going to do with that, chef? You know what I mean? You can't. And here's the thing. I was talking to a buddy of mine about people doing their sets now and everybody's telling jokes about quarantine this, quarantine that. And I've stayed away from it. I feel like people don't want to hear about it. I feel like mm-hmm. people are, they're traumatized. They don't want to know nothing about. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you're one of those, let me get these motherfuckers to escape and just vibe out and have a good time. Right? That's exactly what I'm about. And I don't. Really, I love that too. I don't really um, do politics. I don't either. I don't do religion. I, I talk about fucking. Yeah. Everything around that. Everybody loves fucking. I don't care. Left, R&B, right? R&B, baby. I'm Central. out here singing songs. Yeah. About love. The most recent song I got is about, it's called Home Intruder. And it's about when your your girlfriend or your partner is low-key trying to slide into your apartment and live with you. They're leaving shit behind. <laughs> They're walking around eating food, breaking shit. Yeah. Throwing parties <laughs> at your place. And I literally just started doing it last week and it has been like, people are loving it. Yeah. It's like very wholesome, relatable. You know, I have, when I write bits, I feel like I have city bits uh-huh. Then I feel like I have middle of the country bits. Yeah. And then I feel like I have anywhere bits. You that's know? because you please everybody. Come on, Is that man. Bad? Is that no, bad? that's fantastic. Is that bad? Cause my crowds are diverse. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I got a diverse audience. Yeah. You know? I will uh, say the black community fucks with Morgan J. I want to, D-Ray, who's had yeah. me open for him a couple of times, they they really vibe with me. Yeah. And I really love support. black crowds, man, because like so you supportive. get those, <laughs> that's they're, like, those are the best laughs you can ever get. They're standing up like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> doing that shit. Yeah. Like, it's like you it. scored a touchdown after oh, a joke. <laughs> that's right. That's what it's like. Yeah. Oh, that feeling is so good. Yeah, man. But at the same time, if you're not doing well, they let you know about it. Oh, yeah. So just my black prepared. friends are the most honest people I know. And I, I love that about them because hey, you man. need those friends that'll tell you that shit sucks, bro. Hey, like, bro, that shit was dog water, dog. Exactly. Time. Like, I'm, I, I support you. I respect you. But that shit was dog water. Bro. Yeah. Oh, shit. But I'll come out. I'll come out again, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. My boy Sean was told me, like, you know, when he seen me after a few times, he's like, man, your jokes are old. He's like, that shit is trash. <laughs> <laughs> hey, when you gonna do new shit? Yeah, I saw this last time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love it. 
Yeah, you need that shit. You don't, we don't need participation trophies in this art. You know what I mean? We don't. It's 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 the only art form where you get a you get an immediate reaction, and it's and it's and and you know what the outcome is. It's it's unlike any art form. Yeah. You know, like I'm looking at this painting of Donald Glover up here, or AKA Child, Childish Gambino, and some people are gonna look at it, it's very pretty, and they're gonna be like, they're gonna feel something. They're gonna have an, an associate, but like this painting. Excuse me. Excuse me. This painting doesn't have to be funny. It doesn't have to make you cry. It doesn't make you laugh. It's just there and right. just look at it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where when you go to a comedy club, they're just like, all right, we paid. I hired a babysitter. I drove an hour to get here. Yeah. I'm about to spend $100 tonight on myself because it's like drinks are more and more expensive at comedy clubs. I don't understand because it's yeah. watered down and trash. Yeah. So you got you to gotta deliver. Right. I never understand why com- some comedians phone it in for the like comedy club gigs. It's like especially if you're featuring or, or hosting or headlining, because it's like these people paid a lot of money to, to be here. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, they paid a lot of money. I feel I feel beholden to them. Right. You know. Yeah. In the beginning, you're sort of loose with it, and yeah. then as you progress, you're like, "Yo, I, I've gotten are, to a certain level. I gotta bring it now." Well, you know, there's a certain point in a comedy career where you have to ask yourself, like, really honestly, like. Would I buy a ticket to see me? Right, and I, I and I think a lot of people don't aren't honest with themselves. Yeah, and, you know I've been doing this 14 years. It wasn't until like three or four years ago, and I was like, yeah, I think I buy a ticket to see me. Yeah, because I was I started with stand up, and then I was like, I was killing, and I had tape, I had video, I had clips of me just like killing doing stand up, but I just was like, I don't know, I wasn't into it. Yeah, you know, I didn't feel like. It was me, you know? You feel like it wasn't, like, memorable enough to be like, I gotta go see that dude? Or uh, I just felt like my vibe was very thirsty on stage. Mm. As far as, like, I just wanted laughs, and I wasn't there to, like, enjoy it. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. So now it's different. I go up there. I did a show uh, two nights ago that was just... So, the the audience was so hot, and uh, they laughed at everything. I during during the set, I was like, I gotta be honest with you guys. You guys are a terrible crowd and a great crowd because I don't even know if these bits are working for real. Yeah, you guys are laughing so hard at everything. <laughs> like I don't even know if this is good. Yeah, um, that's how hot it was. And uh, but yeah. I was just and I was very low energy, but I was like very chill. I was just having fun. I was vibing with them, and then it it, it just went so great. Yeah, you know, I, I on the same frequency. On the same frequency, I headlined the Irvine Improv three weeks ago. Two weeks, two or three weeks ago. Yeah, and uh, I want. I, I did a fifty-three minute set. Nice. And, uh, I could have done more. I had more bits. I totally. I was like, we were. We, we, it didn't even feel tired. You know what I mean? Yeah. Arolfo hosted Smalls, nice. featured, and then. Um, That's I, right. I remember uh, that now. Yeah, and I went back and I watched the tape, and I had this like real weird like. I just was like, look at you, man! Like you're a real professional now. Look at you. Like and not in like in a, like look at like I'm the I was just like. Because I amazing. You look, you look at tapes from my first tapes from like 2007. It's just like, oof, yeah. You know? And I'm watching this stuff now, and I'm like, look at you, man. You're fine. You're fine. Yeah. You know. That's why, like, <laughs> uh, now I'm asking to to headline clubs, and I'm because I don't feel guilty or feel like insecure about. Yeah, it. Yeah, you're not cutting any corners. Like this is you know what, what I mean? I've built, and you this know? is what I deserve. I'll yeah. Go out there, I'll do. It. I'll do. It. I'll kill it. So I'll tell you what. I'll I'll give you guys a hundred dollars. Or I'll pay you guys a grand if I don't kill it. Be right. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's what Jay Leno did. Not like a like not a grand, but he'd he'd go to comedy clubs and he'd, yeah. he'd put like forty dollars on the table and he'd be like, listen, I just want to do <laughs> no, I want to do I want to do stand, I want to do time. I'll do five minutes. If I don't kill it, you can keep the money. And nice. If you do, you gotta like have me back. Some, Love that. Some, some big dick energy. Hell yeah. You know? Slap it on the table. That's with how your balls. he was, you know? Yeah. So that's so that's super dope, man. Yeah, it's so cool because you hit so many milestones throughout your career. And it's like, you know, I, I have so many levels to get to, but I'm enjoying the process. I trust yeah. it. And how long, I, you, how long you been doing it? Eight years. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so I'm barely starting to like, okay, I'm, I'm getting, you know, I'm, I'm starting to get pretty decent at this now. Yeah, you know, I, yeah, I have yeah, a lot of self-awareness and I'm like, I know I got like the star power and the lovability, but I just got to figure out mastering of revision, you know? That's it. You got the sabor. Sabor, man. You know what I'm saying? You yeah, that, we got, got that. You got you that know? POC ch- box. Let's <laughs> yeah. go. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying though. I will, I will say, I, I I don't know, man. I being like vaguely ethnic, I feel like is good <laughs> for us sometimes. You know, yeah. I'm like off white. I'm Brazilian. Yeah. So my mother was born in Brazil. And my father was was raised in Argentina. 
Nice. So come on, man. You're brown and down. Let's go. Down, down with the brown. But I never feel <laughs> I never feel totally comfortable in any like if you put me in a room full of white people, I'm like, I feel slightly weird. And you put me in a room full of like, let's say like a bunch of black people. Uh-huh. I'm like not quite. I'm like, you know, I could code switch. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I can yeah. code switch a little bit, <laughs> but I don't want to go all the way because I don't want to, I don't want people to think that I'm like, you know, trying too hard. Right. Or, trying to overcompensate. You know yeah. what I mean? So I'm always like trying to like walk this tightrope, just trying to like fit in. And it's like, got a do rag on and you're busting <laughs> bars all of a sudden. It's like, why, why'd you do a freestyle rap at <laughs> the party, Morgan? Yeah. You don't have Nobody to do that. For yeah. It. People enjoy your company. Right. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I'm always just trying to find out where I fit in. But you know, a good friend of mine, he was like, you know, maybe it's, you know, maybe not fitting in is good. As being unique is and being undefinable is is good. Right. It puts you in a, your own thing, you know. Yeah. So Yeah, we can, you know, master our own flavor and just, you know, stick to it. People respect yeah. that a lot more. Cause that's how innovation happens, you know? When you lean in a hundred percent, and I feel like we're we're still figuring, like, you know, both of us, like you're figuring out how do I without getting influenced by this outside, just uh, remain me, you know? Because I'm like a social chameleon, I'm sure. Like you just talked about, you yeah, are too. Yeah. So you're trying to figure out how do I just, you know, keep it that way. Yeah, and I forgot what I was going to say, but I was something was hard, it's hard. Oh, and to, but to also make a living. Right. So to like do your own thing, but to make money off of it also. There's like a fine line. Yeah. What like and like we said at the beginning, it's like the audience demands an outcome of laughter. Right. So you got to get there at some point. You know, you can't be going up there doing slam poetry comedy, and if it's not working, it's not working. You know, yeah. if that's what you love to do. It's like you got to find a way to make it work. Right. You know. Yeah, and you got to embrace the strengths and make them grow. Yeah, man. Sometimes it's not what you like to do either. You know. You got you got a lover in your life. <laughs> huh? You got a lover in your life. Uh, yeah, I'm dating. I actually just made it official with Clarice. Uh, she's a artist. She's in tech. She's a manager in tech. Well, this is very specific. I don't know. Cla- you said it as if I know Clarice. Who's oh, Clarice? No, no, no. Sorry. It's just, uh, you know, just like uh, two sentences about her. Yeah. Clarice. Yeah. Clarice. If you look up uh, Clarice's pieces, it uh, she's an artist. She's doing really well right now. Look at Clarice here. Oh, look at that. Oh, she's doing, she's doing well. Yeah. She's doing well. She's she's gone viral, and I was like the one that told her like, put your paintings. Yeah, definitely. I'll tell her. She's doing it on TikTok. Yes, she's doing really well on TikTok. Yeah, don't let her get too successful. She's gonna leave you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she's gonna be like, "Uh, you're not headlining yet. I'm out of here. But you know, sometimes it is good to date a creative person. Yeah, because they can kind of get on your level if you're grinding. And sometimes, you know, last night my girl was over, and you know, we smoked a nice little joint. Yeah, how long you guys been together? Uh, at this point, like consistently, we've been together for like three years. I don't like talking about my relationship stuff, yeah. but I'm down to talk about yeah. it. Like, I, it doesn't mean I don't, I won't. I'm just always like, let's just know, go over I, the part I, that's I, I relevant to what we're like. Yeah. And, and like, we were, we smoked a joint and it was like, uh, it was like 10 and uh, we were having a bowl of like cookie crisp. Nice. You know, Hell yeah. time. And, <laughs> and I was showing her this track cause I'm working on like some real music. Yeah. Uh, like some. You know, some, uh, who's an artist we could reckon? Well, I was working on some real music. Uh-huh. And uh, as opposed to my comedy music. Yeah. And I was just showing her the new track and just like, it was a vibe. And and then I thought of some more lyrics. So I was just like, she was like, just sitting. I was like, I'm so sorry. Because we were supposed to like chill and watch like TV. But then yeah. the, the lyrics were coming to me. And I was like, you got to give me a moment. I got to yeah. get this down, you know? Right. You want to hear, let me show you a little bit of this. Yeah, that's what I was gonna. I was hoping you would show the people some, you know, this some is current before. music. Let me let me show you. This is this is not. Uh, there's no. Um, okay, I gotta rewrite lyrics. Uh huh. We just this is something we we're just working on. This is like a demo. Okay, rough, rough, rough draft. Okay, let me get the second verse. Was fire. <laughs> So, so just something like that. 
What's another one I got here? Vibey. I knew everything was going to be instant, vibey, vacation-y, just swag. Well, that's one of them. And then we got <laughs> one. Let me see if I can find it. Is it this one? So this is another one, late night. Yeah. Top Gun vibes. That's all it is. <laughs> so the plan is like, I'm going to release the next hour because I got two albums out already. Nice. And then on top of the the next hour, I'm going to release like this seven track little album. Yeah. Just like some R&B jams, some vibey jams, nice. some other shit. Are you doing music videos too? Uh, or just I, audio? I could... Well, I'm I'm definitely getting ready. I'm gonna do a bunch of acoustic uh, filmed versions for my YouTube channel. My yeah. YouTube channel has almost 40k subscribers, so hell yeah, uh, I'm gonna pop some acoustic versions on there. Um, but uh, the music videos, I'm down, but it's just a lot of work. Like real talk, yeah. not to say that I'm, I'm I'm not with that, but you know, between like trying to make content for TikTok, editing, subtitling clips, yeah. writing new material, booking your own gigs. You know, now that everything is open too, like driving places, like, you know, it took me about 40 minutes to get here from the West side and like, which is like totally fine. I, it just like for like a year and almost a year and a half, we had not been commuting or doing anything. Right. Do you know what I mean? Oh, so hell yeah. I was like very into just being home, hopping on a Zoom show, then making some dinner, then streaming on Twitch. Oh, you could accomplish so, you so much more. You know, so driving, especially in LA, driving eats up like, I want you know if you have a big day of driving like three to four hours you're in your yeah car. for sure and imagine what you could you can get done with that you could write a new song you could record a podcast you could edit a you could shoot a music video and you could do all this shit yeah you know so um, I'm just trying to get used to that I don't like it personally yeah. like you know on the nights off normally I would like before the pandemic I would go to a club mm-hmm. maybe say what's up go to like the improv try to say what's up to Rita the booker there and be like hey let me get back on the main stage yeah I haven't been on in a while or something you know but now I don't, I don't even leave I'm just gonna write my songs I f- you know what I'll figure something else out I'm yeah not too worried about. there's other ways to reach the reach the audience oh for sure yeah we're just like constantly experimenting I'm sure you know with different methods of content of reaching yeah. out to fans having people you know come through to shows I talk you know, with Mikey Winfield a lot about, you know, yo, how do you get people to your shows? Like What's been it? working? Is he's he, doing great. Does he run that Supernova thing? I don't think so. I feel like so. he's on that show every week or something. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't know who runs that, but I saw a friend of mine on it just the other day. And it looks yeah. fucking sick. It looks so dope. He said he followed Bill Burr and he said he crushed. I'm sure like, he did. so though. dope. Yeah. I used to... Yeah, it's no fear. Just it doesn't matter how hard somebody crushes. It's, yeah, uh, you it's your it's thing. your time up there. You know, it's, you know what I'm saying. You're you're the you're up there for a reason. Yeah, with these people. Right. Right. Yeah, it's so, wild, man. You know. <laughs> I'm just saying. You know what it is. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, yeah, there's a there's a big rush of everything coming back at once. As far as like you said, driving to each thing. Because I during quarantine, after the adjustment of like what the fuck just happened, it took me two weeks. I was like, you know, kind of defeated for like two weeks. I'm like, what the fuck? How do I reassess everything and create yeah. a new program? You know, a new plan. Yeah. And then after that two weeks, I you know I figured it out and I'm like, okay, this is what I'm gonna do. This is how I'm gonna do it. And then <laughs> the lights just change randomly. Um, anyway, um, but yeah, then then I was happy as shit because I was like, all my goals list for the day, it's like I just do one after another without yeah. driving in between. And so I was accomplishing way much. I was writing way more, you know. It, it, there was a lot of great things about it if you found them, you know. Yeah. I agree. I thought we were given a huge gift in this last year if you're a creative person. Hell yeah. If you're creative. If obviously if you're if you're a working class American, this has probably been like one of the toughest years you've ever had. Right. If you're somebody who's been used to the gig economy working. I mean, when everything shut down, I was like, okay, I am prepared to do some Uber Eats. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? I yeah. think we're fine. Just but, in case. But, but I was like, I'm prepared. Yeah. I'm prepared if something, you know, like this could be a reality. Right. Uh, but you know, I, you know, if you were raised by immigrants, imagine having Morgan J as your Uber Eats or, or as an Uber driver, that'd be lit. Food. Yeah, here is your Thai food, pork dumplings, <laughs> fat ass uh, tips all day. Yeah. But no, my uh, my parents are from here, uh, grandparents are from uh, Mexico, 
Okay. And, and oh no, sorry, great grandparents. Sorry, geez, great grandparents. Grandpa's from the Philippines, actually. Oh, shit. And then now, the, you look Dominican. Yeah. I was gonna say you look Dominican. Yeah, I'm sure. Ambiguous as shit. People are like, "Are you poor?" When girls would be like, "Are you Puerto Rican and black?" I'm like, "You're just saying what you want me to be." I'm like, yeah. "You're thinking out loud." Like, uh, but you're like me. You're like American. Yeah, right? yeah, very American. Like I'm not traditionally Mexican I mean, damn, or you, Filipino I mean, at you, all. You're watching hockey, bro. The yeah, people with your skin tone do not watch hockey. <laughs> no, hardly. Yeah. <laughs> Look at me being uh, that person up here. <laughs> no. no, but but I was gonna say like because of our backgrounds, I think we just have like a different work ethic than some other people, like with the grind and stuff. You know, because. Yeah. How about your parents? Where are they from? Okay, yeah. So my mom was born in Brazil. Dad okay. was raised in Argentina. He was born in Sicily, but raised in Argentina. Oh, dude, the immig- the immigrant hustle is yeah, some yeah. other shit, dude. It really is, and it's like no time for sadness, only time for work. Right. You know, the sacrifice, the, it's like, it's crazy. It's crazy. And uh, I don't know how to explain it to other people. I got friends that, you know... I'll be they're like stressed on money and I'll be like, well, just do this. Just get a job. Mm-hmm. Like, work that for a little bit. Yeah. Take two months, make a ton of money. Yeah. Then take, you know, I know people I've known people who work for six months straight and then take the next six months off. There's a friend of mine told me his brother will come to the US, work for six months. Yeah. And then he'll go to Nicaragua Nicaragua. Nicaragua. <laughs> Nicaragua. Swag that out. Nicaragua. <laughs> and uh, he'll surf for six months and nice. not work. So he'll work for six months and then he'll just go surf there for six months. Yeah. And that's what he does for six months. Right. No stress. And he just chills and just does that back and forth. Sick as how fuck. Bad, how bad is that? That's how so bad. dope. You know, so that's what dope. he wants. He likes to surf and he likes to be by the beach. So yeah. that's his life. He can't, you know. Yeah, man. So. It's, uh, I think the, the tradition of American society and culture, it, it programs us to be... You got to do this. You got to do it this way. You got to do this. Yeah. But if you you really step really far out, take some fucking shrooms and look at the big picture and be like, I could do literally anything I want. Look some the other day. Anything. Yeah. You, I say that every day. I, yeah. I say you can do anything. I say, this is going to sound lame, but I'll be in the mirror like, you are a star. You're fucking dope. Yeah. Those affirmations are you strong, can, baby. You can literally do anything. You yeah. have the power to change your reality. You are a ray of light. You are... You're, you you shine, you know, you, you, people want to hang out with you. I mean, I got to yeah. do it just because if I don't do it, then I start to get in my head. No, I feel that. You're, I, I've you're had a that. boss, bro. You know, you're a star. Like you just keep saying it like you're the shit. Yeah. And then eventually, you know, cause you're, I saw this TikTok that this old, this old black dude, it was like very full of wisdom. He's like, if you, if you say you can't do it, you're telling every single cell in your body, you can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it is it's like just that. like, yeah. Like when you talk to plants and then they grow better. Imagine for us, bro. Like talk to here? ourselves. I'll be talking to my plants. Hell yeah. I'm a, I'm a big plant. Dad. As you should. I'll be like, you guys are doing great. Keep that up. Yeah. You guys are bringing good energy to this place. Did you, ladies, did you hear that? Plant daddy. Plant daddy. That's where you put the reverb on. You're like, plant daddy. Yeah. <laughs> it's just no. fun to press buttons. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. And it's, it's so fancy looking. I got a little yeah. podcast software or hardware thing. That's where you got to tell me how much this, this really costs. Really sleek. Yeah. Although I got my, my whole setup there. It's not, just, this, this just looks nice. This looks, your, your, your setup looks clean. Yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah. Me and, me and Morgan J, we like the nice shit. We like the nice vibes. Cable management. You know? Yeah. Cable I, management. I need better cable management, honestly. My shit is bad, but that's okay. Woo, did not see that. Did not see that. No, no, I'm just messing with you. I'm just messing with you. Yeah. He saw when you opened the closet and all. Let me tell you, when I got my new spot and I was, I was under my desk, like managing the cables for the streaming and stuff, I yeah. had a friend over and I was like, this is going to sound lame, but can you, can you take a look at my cable management? I'm out here showing my cable management. Can you lace me up, please? Because I haven't looked at any YouTube videos at that yet. You got to get I know some, there's like a box that some, you can put all that shit in. Got one of those. You okay. Get some zip ties. There's these little things you could you you screw to the table. Okay. And you could like run the wires through it. Yeah. The so the the benefit of this is if you are not moving the setup at all. Yeah. It's great. Oh yeah. It's like now you now it's a studio. It's, a, it's stuck there. Yeah. However, like I got a loop machine and I got an auto tuner. Yeah. But they're wired in, right? Uh huh. Now if I want to bring those to a live show. I got to like unwire it and bring it mm. and it's kind of like a hassle. Right. So the question becomes, do you just have the wires wherever and then 
You mm. can move the shit where you want to do it, or do you stationary or mobile? You know, like so, like when I do my podcast in my area, I gotta just get long ass wires for the this part of it because I yeah. have my part of it with the camera for the streaming, and then I have another part. I set up another camera for the podcast, and it's just nice. You know, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Uh, the the thing I was gonna say in the beginning before I forget because I'm gonna just you we did that show together at the punchline yeah. and then uh, you had somebody had hit you up I don't know how it happened but you had recommended me for somebody's podcast and it yeah. was uh yeah I don't I don't know or is a a show. And I think both. It was, um, you had put in a good word for me. And I was like, I just met this dude. Like, how nice of him, you know? Oh, I did that? Yeah. Yeah, I did that. It's like, you don't even remember. See, that's how it is. It's like, we're just good dudes. Well, it's like, you know, I think about, um, I just always think about when I was like coming up and how much I wanted to do shows and spots. And I felt like I was funny and I could just, I just felt like it was always hard to get people to be on my side. Yeah. We need those chances and we have other people to give them to us, you know? And it's like, listen, if I can give somebody a chance, it's up to them to do a good job. Obviously, like my rep is sometimes, you know, your rep is a little bit on the line. And if you're right, but you know, sometimes you see, you know, somebody's, you know, funny, you give an opportunity to some other gig. That's, and that's just how it happens. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, I mean, I'll tell you straight up what happened with D Ray Davis. I was at the improv closing a show here in Hollywood mm-hmm. in the small room. It was like 11 o'clock. Yeah. And, uh, Mundi Rays was, uh, Mundi Mund- Mund- Rays-, Rays is basically the black show at the improv. Mm-hmm. Every, every Monday night that it's, it's mostly like, you know, black crowd, yeah. black comics. Um, and, uh, and, and, and so I'm, I'm at, I'm there with my buddy Mossy and Mossy, you know, Mossy is one of the smoothest guys I know. So we're at the bar and there's this really cute girl at the bar and he's standing next to her. We're like talking about taxes or some bullshit. And I was like, oh, so you should talk to this girl. Like, she's right here. Look out. Look at this. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to like set him Hype up. Hype him like, up. You know? Yeah. And she's like, ah, oh, you're so, you're so fun. You're so nice to do that. She's like, he goes, you got to get my boy Morgan up in that main stage. He's, we're trying to get, we're trying to get him up in the main stage. And she's like, well, it's so funny. I'm actually D-Ray's assistant. Wow. So, you know, and I told her, I said, no way. Um, well, I'll tell you what, I'm closing the show in the small room. I invite you to watch, but if you don't, I'm not, you know, at this point yeah. in my career, like, you know, people don't watch. It's like, whatever, you can't, you can't. She saw the set and then um, she, I, I took her number. She was like, that was really great. And then um, a month went by. And I, like, I hit her up and then I didn't hear anything for like a month. A month went by and she was like, hey, you want to do D-Ray show next week? Hell yeah. So I did it next. I did it. I think I went up first or second and I absolutely like brought the house down. Hell yeah. Like so some crazy like so so hard that like I was in the bathroom and D Ray was in the bathroom and he's like, Hey man, like honestly, like I didn't know you were gonna crush like that. I thought you when you went up here your guitar, I thought you were gonna do some stupid shit with your guitar or whatever. (laughs) But god damn, bro. And so he had me back like a month later. Nice. Had me go on the end, crushed it again, and then at the end of the show, he's like, You're gonna open for me. Hell yeah. I was like, all right, sure. But I, you know, you hear people like offer things all the time, like, right. oh, whatever. And she's, he was like, no, 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 no. Talk to my assistant, give her your, your avails and you'll, you'll open for me. So I only opened for him. I opened for him at Brea and I opened for him, uh, at San Jose. Nice. And, uh, the Brea shows went so well. And, um, and he was super cool. Not only that. And then and then he would have me host. I hosted Monday Rays like two or three times. Yeah. Because he needed somebody to host it. And he hit me up. He's like, you in town? Yeah. You hosting? He also, like the way he asks you, he doesn't really ask you. He's like telling you. You know, yeah. he's like, you hosting? <laughs> I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm hosting. I'm not going to say no to the opportunity. Right. Although, but although the thing with that show is like you host it and, uh, you know, another comic pops in, yeah. shows up. And then, right. you know, these shows can sometimes You're be. clocked in. You know, the, I'm going to say the, the black shows can sometimes be like. Two three hours yeah. in between sets, they're bringing people up to dance on stage. And shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like the DJ, it's like a whole it's a whole party, you know? Yeah. Um. So you know, you know, they're long shows, but they're fun. <laughs> and then on top of that, so then I was I was opening him for Mabrea, and it was the last show. He did two shows Friday night, two shows Saturday night, and then a, a he did a show a matinee on uh, Sunday. Yeah. But I had never been to Chocolate Sundays, and my my buddy was doing Chocolate Sundays. Yeah. At the at the, at the Laugh Factory, so. I said, hey, D-Ray, I'm not going to be sticking around for the set, but um, for the last set, I'm going to go over to Chocolate Sundays. My buddy's doing it. He's like, you ever do it? 
I said, no, I've never done it. I don't even know. He's like, hold up. He like picks up his phone. <laughs> He's like, hey, Pookie. <laughs> like, like, just like that. He's like, listen, I got this guy. He's really funny. You're going to put him on. Yeah. He's going to come through. You got to put him on. So <laughs> I show up and I get there and I'm there for the second show. Yeah. And it turns out I bumped somebody and I bumped my buddy. Oh, who had the, shit. And if you don't want to think about Chocolate Sundays, the process for getting on this show is very like long and tedious. Yeah, that's you, what if I you heard. Don't, if you don't know somebody, yeah. they put you on for like the develop. There's like a three-minute spot, then a five-minute spot, and then you have like the 10 to 12-minute spot. Yeah. And uh, they just straight up gave me the, like a 10 to 12-minute spot, <laughs> and then my buddy got bumped off the set. Oh, and I felt so bad. I, I, cause I wasn't even, you know, I wasn't even, I was just going and do my, my due diligence. Like, yeah. Shit, hey, I'm this person. I'd love to do it. Like that sort of thing when you show up. Right. I, and then I killed it. Yeah. Like in chocolate Sundays uh, is a whole crazy, is amazing energy in that room. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever been to that, that yep. show, but yep. it's an amazing energy. Crazy. Amazing energy. And I brought that house down and then they have me back regularly from that point on. Hell know? yeah. So it's dope. I remember doing that show. I'm talking a lot and I apologize, but I remember, no, no, no. I remember doing that show the last time I did it. I remember I was supposed to go up, but then Donnell Rawlings showed up. So Ashley Larry, for those of you who don't know. Yeah. And uh, funny. And uh, what's his name? George, uh, very famous legendary black comic. Uh, he was in that. Wallace. George Wallace. Yeah. He shows up. This is, this is the second time bumping me. I still oh, did a man. set, but it was a long, long ass show. So it was like, you know, then and then they do like longer sets, right? So it's of like course. 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. They do a set, then George does a set. So now uh, I gotta go up with my guitar looking like I do, and I cr- killed it again. And it was just like <laughs> just to talk about like your friend Mikey who went up after Bill Burr. Right. You know, there's a reason you're on these stages and you yeah. just you, you gotta just trust that you you've been doing it long enough, you know what you're doing. Yeah. You know? When you get your chance, you gotta crush that shit. That is to say though. Sometimes when you're early on in your career, you think you deserve the chance. Yeah. But you may not be ready for the chance. Right. You may like, because I've had I've had those moments where I yeah. did a show with Hannibal Burris in New York. I was doing straight stand-up, right? Uh-huh. This is before Hannibal like really blew up. But he had a show at the Knitting Factory uh-huh. uh, in Brooklyn. And he saw me do a set. I killed it at this particular set. Yeah. But I was not a consistently per- funny performer. Uh-huh. Like the way I, I had like, Whatever sets, good sets, great sets. Whereas yeah. now I have like good sets, great sets, and amazing sets. Right? Yeah. But I had like a great set in front of him. And then he booked me at the Knitting Factory, which was a completely different vibe of the show yeah. that he saw me kill at. Mm-hmm. And then I proceeded to like bomb and have a mediocre ass set. Mm-hmm. And then like he never booked me again. Damn. So, and also like then that's the that's the memory you associate with that comic, right? Right. You're like, oh, well. You just remember that impression and you just assume that people can never get better a little bit, right? You see somebody bomb and you're like, well, they know, but they can get better, you know? Right. So I'll, anyway, you could, you know, sometimes you're ready for it. Sometimes you're not, who knows? Sometimes you knock out of the park, but there, there's always going to be another opportunity. Yeah. You know? Always. And it's trippy how it happens. Like I was thinking about when you're talking about being at the bar and then she's mm-hmm. like, oh, well, I happen to be, um, I had like, cause we, we have a bunch of these stories, right? It happens right. all the time where you're in the right place at the right time. So here's, here's like a short one is I was doing a, I keep my networking open and basically I was in a networking meeting and it was called yes, young entrepreneur society. Okay. And they had just like tech people, business owners, entrepreneurs. I was like, fuck it. Who knows who I can meet? I was the only comic on there, only entertainer. So was I'm like standing out. Or yeah, I was on Zoom oh, during the yeah. pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. Was this uh, was this on Clubhouse? No, it was, it was on just a, a Zoom. A Zoom yeah. And there was this dude, my boy Rich. Uh, he He's won three international film festivals with his team. Okay. And he's really killing it. And basically his wife was on the call. And then, you know, everybody's laughing and shit because I'm the only comic there. So they're like, who the fuck is this guy, you know? Right. And then he... He, uh, Rich's wife was on the call and Rich is in the kitchen and he's like, who's that? He's like, who's that comedian? Introduce me to him. And so, you know, just because he was standing there, yeah. he hits me up. We connect. He's like, I got a red camera. I've won this and this. And I'm from Santa. He's from my hometown from San Jose. He's Filipino. I'm Filipino. Shit. So like just so many like connected dots. And now on the 25th, we're going to shoot for, it's called Sincerely the Bay. And it's about like gentrification and like how good wow. tech is, how bad it is. And they have Steph Curry on it. 
um, Tom Brady, Saweetie's on it, and he's gonna put me on and give me that opportunity. Like, like pan- they're not gonna know like, who the fuck I am. Like paneling and just talking about just stuff. an interview about yeah about the Bay's history and how wow. you know tech companies are. It's good for us, right? Because we do all of our marketing on there, yeah, but yeah, then it's yeah, also yeah. destroying our communities that we came from. It's a crack. It's Interesting crack. dynamic. It's like really yeah, straight up. Yeah. So it's crazy how it happens, you know? And yeah, you never know who you're in a room with or who you're performing in front of. Right. You really don't. You that's why you gotta I'll tell you a story. I did a show. I'll tell you two stories just to talk about Dude, this. I love these stories. We can talk about uh, them all day. I did all right. So first off, I did a sh- couple three or four years ago, I did a show at this place called The Virgil. It was and it was a music show. So for anybody listening, because I do music comedy and because my my music is like it's my music is musical enough to do music shows and it's comedic yeah. enough to do comedy shows. Like yeah. both of these types of venues, right? So I did a music show. It was like, you know, three musical artists doing 30 to 40 minutes. And um uh I did it, you know, I had a fun set and went well. And obviously, like when I do the music shows, I stand out because it's different than any everybody else is doing their songs and whatever. Yeah. Um, so it's cool. Uh, and, uh, I had a good set. And then one of the girls in the, the band invited me to, uh, Labor Day barbecue the next day. She said, we're having a barbecue at my, my dad's place in Beverly Hills. She's come through. Yeah. I was like, all right. So, and I'm somebody who's not afraid to go to places alone. Right. Solo. Somebody hits me with an invite. I'm like, sure, I'll go, whatever. Yeah. And, uh, I show up there. I know a couple of people and it turned out that it was the person who owned the house was one of the original members of this band called the Commodores. I think Lionel Richie. Oh was, wow! So Lionel, <laughs> so Lionel Richie was in that band, and um, and they had a little—I wouldn't even say they had a stage set up, but they had a mic and a—they had a performance area set up. They had yeah. a studio in there. I didn't bring my guitar because when you are somebody who does play music, you now do not bring the guitar out at the the the, the party. You're not the guy who like sings at the party. Yeah, unless like somebody really like asked you to do it. You know? Right. But they were like, you should do a song or two, do a song or two. Like, just, I'm like, nah, I don't know anybody. I don't want to fuck up your vibe. I, I don't, I don't know anybody here. So like, yeah. no, you were so great last night. I sing two songs. Fast forward, I sing two songs. And then somebody comes up to me holding his kid. He has a hat on. He's like, hey, man, that was so great. You, we got to get you on Jimmy Kimmel Live. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? He's like, I'm, well, I'm Aloe Black. And uh, I don't know if you guys know Aloe Black, but he goes, I need a dollar, dollar, dollar. That's what I, that's the guy who we're talking about. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's got some number one hits and. And we exchanged emails and then he emailed me first. He was like, well, send me over your stuff, you know? Yeah. And it was just bizarre because I, I sent him some tracks like of real songs that I wrote. And he was yeah. like, you know, honestly, these songs are good. You just need better production value. I could see somebody even buying some of these. Like, Nice. Um, so that's one story. Second story, two weeks ago, I got booked. I got booked for the most random gigs. I got booked to do a five to 10 minute set. For the graduating class of 2001 Crossroads High School. <laughs> for those of you who don't know who Crossroads is, Crossroads is the high school here in LA where like all the famous people's kids, rich people's kids. Oh, wow. Right? So 130, <laughs> 130 students. And listen, I don't really get nervous for most gigs anymore. Yeah. Um, but I was really nervous for this gig. Yeah. Well, because teenagers are mean. They're judgmental. Yeah. Especially teenagers now. They have no attention span. So unless you're like throwing a bagel at a wall or like yeah. you know, shaking titties. I just performed for, for three high schools in like a month ago. So I know so how you feel. you know what I'm talking about? Oh, that? nervous as fuck. Um, you know, if it's not Instagrammable, TikTokable, whatever, they don't care. Right. They don't care about it, you know? And so I went up there I did my, and I do a lot of crowd work. And for shows like this, this is like their last day of high school and some dude is coming here like to right. sing songs to them. That they haven't heard of, even though they never, should, but they haven't heard well, of. Well, <laughs> actually, two of the students recognize her from TikTok, nice. which is kind of funny. Hell yeah. But, <laughs> you know, I do my crowd work. I pick on a girl in the crowd and her girlfriend I, and I make some jokes and I make fun of it. And it goes pretty well. I, I give that set like a seven out of 10 yeah. as far as sets, as far as like what you can accomplish with that set. All right. And... uh the chaperone comes up to me and she goes, it's so funny you picked on that girl. That's actually Iris Apatow. That's Judd Apatow's daughter. Oh, wow. <laughs> and uh, it's just really funny you picked on her. What are the chances, you know? She came up to me afterwards and was like, hey, great set. It was really funny. And I was like, thank you. I was so nervous. And she was like, that's okay. Don't worry. Everybody here is high. And I was like, <laughs> all right, sick. Chill, 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 chill. And then I and then I left. I was like, man. That's and it's a just, trip. You just don't know, man. Yeah. You just don't know. Right. I'm waiting until Jamie Foxx is in the crowd or Adam Sandler. I need one of them to hear me. Yeah. Because Jamie dude, a you and Adam Sandler collab would be sick as fuck. I mean, him, Tenacious D. Yeah. 
Well, Jamie Foxx is the one. I fuck uh, with Tenacious D. Do you, ever, do you ever hear J- Jamie Foxx's music comedy stuff? Nah, nah. Of oh, course, only um, the famous fuck, 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 fuck you. Oh, that from, shit. That is sampled on Chance's album. Yeah. Chance yeah. sampled it. Yep. You gotta listen to that whole thing and then go look up Jamie Foxx's uh, uh, SB Awards performances. Yeah. Look those up. There, okay. There are... I mean, Dan, they're so exceptional. God. Yeah, man. I want to do a... Uh, I, I talked to my boy, uh, Sean. Sean is my ex-roommate. We were living in Oakland together for two and a half years before I moved over you all, here. You all broke up? Yeah. Yeah. It's been... <laughs> people say ex-roommate. I still love him, though. Yeah. <laughs> we had a relationship. We broke up. Yeah. Yeah. But Sean is... He's we, we, we came up on the grind together as far as like the artist shit. He's a producer. Yeah. And we were living in the same house and he set up... I, we both would work for Uber and Lyft and just work our asses off to put money into whatever it was. You know, yeah, if yeah, it was course. paying you for, you know... But anyway. Yeah. But he's he's now... He met somebody in L.A., another one of those stories. But basically, he had set up a studio. In, he came out to L.A. to meet a producer. Okay. And he set up a studio in his hotel because he's like, we're going to go to the studio. We're going to work. Then we're going to come back to the hotel and work in our studio in the hotel. He gets a DM from this dude. His name's First. And First was like, yo, what the fuck are you guys doing in your hotel? He's like, come to my studio, you and your boys. I got room for all of you. He's like, you guys, you guys are way too talented. He goes wow. over to the studio. This motherfucker has plaques all over the walls oh grammys he's producing for chris brown post malone all this shit he's like what and he was like i don't even know this guy but we're gonna go over to his studio right and that's you know basically how it happened and my boy sean's been putting in this work so when he went there he was like you guys are dope he he continued to work with him he's like like check this out i'm gonna pay for your studio he's like this is yours whenever you come to la don't worry about paying for anything this is yours you just come anytime you want and now he's doing really well he's working with all these industry he was in the, st- the studio with schoolboy q the other day two chains all this shit and wow. what i'm trying to say is one it's crazy because you never know what's going to happen and then two I talked to him and I was like, yo, I want to do a comedy album because we've been talking about it for a long time. And I thought of you, Anthony J.R. de Guzman. Yeah. Um, and Neil Nanda would be dope. Yeah. So yeah. I'm trying to put that together, but I'm really, I want to be really strategic about it and meticulous, but I would love to do that. You know, if you were Absolutely. down, yeah, yeah, yeah. because we would have like a compilation of different artists. doing. Yeah. Stuff. Okay, and and sure. complete ownership with, you know, you, yeah, 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 whoever's yeah. on it. It's like, let's say we do 12 tracks. You get four. I get four. Anthony gets four, you know, yeah. we got the best production on it. We got all brand new beats from like my boy, a, Sean, you like know, a produced album or Com- yeah, or produced like, a, like in, not in like a live audience kind of thing. No, like, I mean, you know, maybe gotcha. we could talk about that too, but no, like, I was just, no, but I mean, that's, that's what's up. I, yeah. I that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It would be super fun. And then it would be bringing the best that I know together, you yeah. know, and just yeah. get some bomb ass music videos. Like I have my boy, um, that I just met that he did this promo video for like my fitness shit. Cause I'm a, a yeah, certified you trainer. You look fit, though. Yeah. So my boy Joshua that I met. You train any incredible. Train any baddies? Mm, just my girlfriend. But mm. no, nah, I, I I really thought that was gonna come to be when I first started training. I was like, I'm about to be training some badass women yeah. with my old ratchet mind. And uh, you know, you did do. meet them though, dude. If you went to the the training, you would be like, What the fuck? Like yeah. we had this two-day workshop where you do hands-on training and you're like, Hey, let's assess our form. Let's assess their bodies and blah, blah, blah. And one of the girls that was there, like, I still follow her, Sarah. She's incredible. And, like, she's Cuban and, like, banging ass body. Perfect. Yeah. Damelo, damelo, damelo. It was hella funny because she's like, we're like, okay, let's assess who wants to volunteer to do a, you know, squat or this row or whatever. She goes up and then they're like, let's see what's wrong with her form. She does a perfect squat and he's just like, so she's got strong glutes. And he like touches her booty with like one finger. Like it's, it's, this is really professional. Uh, oh, yeah. God, it's going to grab your butt because this is the maximus and the uh, yeah, minimus. Yeah, 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 that's funny. Yeah, it was funny to watch. And you can imagine like some of the girls that were in that class, they're like trying to get re- certified or whatever it was like yo or influencers too trying to get their 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 instagram training yes train with michelle yeah yeah it's uh (laughs) but anyway yeah that would be that would be super dope okay thinking about butt cheeks uh well i'm i'm i i I respect the hustle and doing like i'm setting up my own hour at the end of the month i don't know when this is going to come out but yeah 
June 26th. This is what this is what had happened. You know, so my TikTok blew up over the last year. Yeah. And um and oh my bad. Ooh. No, you're good. So my TikTok had blew up over the year. Uh and of course. I was doing these shows here in LA this last week and a half, right? Yeah. So I'm out here promote I try to promote all the shows. I try to spread out an e- equal amount of promotion, right? Right. Um people are selling tickets for it and I uh I'm like I noticed like people were coming to see me. Yeah. Hell yeah. So I, w- I would be on stage and I'd ask, you know, I'm doing crowd work. How'd you find out about the show? And they'd be like, you, you, your TikTok. post. TikTok. <clears throat> so then I'm, I'll, I straight up was like, uh, shows, I'm like, um, how many of you raise your hand if you found out about the show through me? And I'm telling you, at least 10 people a show. Hell yeah. So then I was like, why am I promoting other people's shows, uh, you know, and not getting like a bigger cut, right? So, right. I, so I set up a date really quick last week. Uh, I think it was a week ago. To do my own show on the 26th. Yeah. Uh, a week from Saturday. And I sold 60 tickets within like eight hours. Hell yeah. Made it a grand. Let's go. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's sort of like, that's why I'm trying to go. Ownership, more. baby. Yeah, that's why I'm trying to set up these tour dates. Because it's like, you know, with the proper promotion, you know, with my TikTok, you know, all you got to do is post consistently to TikTok and have a call to action. So if I, if I post a TikTok and I'm yeah. like, hey guys, my tour dates. So, I mean, I'll show you what it looks like. You know, um, so, okay, so let's pull up my TikTok real quick. So this is my account, right? This is my account, right? Yeah. So this is the thing I just posted today, right? Yeah. But then I, I have in here, like, tickets available, San Francisco, Atlanta. Perfect. So then... You in the to, caption. In the caption. Then you go to the profile, and you hit this little link tree. Yeah. And then the ticket links for, like, San Fran... Yeah, Atlanta, and you just pick your city. You know Perfect. that's the plan. Uh, we'll see if TikTok can sell some tickets. I think it will. Yeah, hell yeah! It will. You promote long enough, you know. Yeah. This current post is what got ten thousand views, eleven thousand views. That's good. Yeah, that's good. That's good. It's pretty solid. We hit ten k. That's a that's good. Yeah, man. I mean, a lot of people don't utilize the power of social media, and it's like that's what you want. Like a lot of comics get great at the craft, which we need. That's number one. But number two, you got to be a businessman. You got to p- be able to promote your own shit, and your social media is going to get you those asses and seats, and make you money and build your fan base. We need yeah. that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I was talking to this Booker from a major agency, and he was like, you know, real talk. I have clients who, you know, can't sell probably couldn't sell tickets like you sell tickets yeah and i'm not repped by them right i'm not repped by anybody yeah uh i'm not salty at all right um no i'm just kidding (laughs) but like uh you know i look at somebody like trevor wallace bro that dude sells out and it'll alter his following yeah anybody you know what i mean yeah dude i the hustle is and the grind and the and i mean he's got a whole team yeah he went to san jose state shouts out to that's my hometown san jose I mean, he on that grind, bro. It's before crushing. you know it, and then it's like the to, to, the glow up and having this. It's crazy to. It's a lot of work, bro. I, I have my respect for him. Yeah, yeah, but you're doing it, man. Yeah, we're, we're doing I've it. I've always been and... nervous about doing that content shit because it's also like <sighs> nothing. None of it is like original, right? It's like uh-huh. all these all these influencers and all these uh, personalities on these apps. They're kind of doing the same joke. Yeah, yeah, right. So I don't know. Because it's so it's so antithetical to what comedy is, right? So for so long, it's like, don't steal jokes, don't steal jokes, don't yeah. steal jokes. But TikTok is literally like somebody does a joke and everybody's like, I want to do the joke. I want to yeah. do the joke. We're all doing the joke. We're all doing the, It's like a trend. It's right. not a joke. It's a trend. Yeah. So it's like a different way. And it goes against everything I feel right. to like to do this. Yeah. To be like, all right, I guess I'll do the same joke too. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, one person that it's I like, who can, can think do it of. The best, yeah. Right? That's yeah. what it's like. One person I could think of that's that's sticking to that creative uh, agenda is Daoud Namyar. I don't know them. So he's he's from the Bay. He he uh, he got second in SF International. Okay. His year, but anyway, so he's like he's in the same crew as Smalls. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I'm yawning, dude. I didn't I didn't uh, sleep all last it's night. It's all good, man. We got like six more minutes. We're vibing. Um, yeah, exactly. And basically, he does like original his his whole sketches are just set up punch like one of them that they did that went viral with the rofo it was him and a rofo um Daoud's in a car and a rofo walks up dressed as a cop 
He knocks on Dawood's window and he's like, I know my rights. You can't pull me over. This is blah, blah, blah. You can't. Blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, your, your, your baby fell off the car. <laughs> and then boom, cut. That went viral. And it's like, you know, he just does set up punch yeah. and he keeps it original. He does his own shit and he does yeah. it really well. He's got, he just hit it over a hundred K like two months ago, on whatever. TikTok? On TikTok. Let's yeah. Let's go. Yeah. He's doing really good. And, but it's such a roll of the dice, bro. Because like we're saying, you can hop on the trends and go really far, but if you stay original, it's really risky, you know, bro. And the thing but is, he's doing it well. The thing is like, anytime I branch out into like, uh, a different type of content because on TikTok it's mostly my video, my crowd work interactions, so yeah. burning material. Yeah, they love those. Yeah, but the thing is, like, if I if I step outside of that, then they're like, they're not into it. They're, I know. They want you to. They want you to be the one thing to them. Yeah, it's like a brand. It's like you got to be the brand. It's like yeah. you're you're fucking in and out. You got to sell the burgers. Like I don't want to make a burger today, motherfucker. Yeah, it's dude. tough. So, like, there's a guy on, I will say it's kind of a, you know, TikTok is incredible for businesses and, and, and freelancers and things like that, you know? Yeah. Um, but for people who are coming up, growing up, like when we grew up, how old are you? 31. All right. So I'm 34, right? So for us, yeah. you know, we grew up in a time where we're watching people on Comedy Central. We're watching, right. we're watching these comedy specials come out and that's what we wanted, right? Yeah. So now we have people who are, you know, 12 to 18 <laughs> on TikTok watching this person go viral this person go viral this person go viral so like you know now the aim isn't to like have a career to like develop a craft to be good at something like this they see there's a guy on tiktok who just makes a face and he's like and he makes his fucking face the dude got three million followers like in the matter of a month and so you see that and i see this i could see some of his posts he's struggling to like be something different than that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Have you seen that documentary about... Um, the social media one? The one on uh, That one. And then there's another one where the creators are stuck in their niche and they're like suicidal. Like they're oh, really yeah. depressed. Did you see that there one? Was, I saw that one. What's her name? Brittany. The one who's married to Brittany Furlon. Yeah, exactly. That's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah it, saw that? Uh, you know, I was, I was like somebody who followed uh, uh, Fat Boy. You know, Fat Boy on on Instagram. I know that. Uh, well, he has uh-huh. like five million followers. Uh-huh. It's just hard to upkeep, man. Yeah, it's hard to upkeep. And like, if you're a true creative artist, creative person, whatever it is, you know, um, in order to create good stuff, you have to, you need time to like decompress, intake, and consume other things. It's like we're little like these little machines that yeah. consume art and then it come it poop poops out like an, some sort of synthesized original idea, you know right. what I mean? So if every day you're just trying to like, you know, put these TikToks out, these trends out, it, it could be really draining and, and, and mental, you know, mental health for me sometimes like I noticed, you know, I heard somebody talk about how like, oh, I'm an influencer. Or I'm my own boss. But it's like, not really. Like you have, you know, a million bosses. Yeah. And they're all like, Demand, they all have deadlines and they're all demanding you post this and act this way and do this. Right. Thing. Like they're all holding you accountable. Yeah. So you can't really be yourself. So the only way you can be yourself is if the person you built was like from the get go. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which, and a lot of times people are super young and they're still figuring out who they are. Right. Right. So that's then, super so then, tough. So then they, they go viral at 19, 20, 25, got millions of followers. You look, look at Charlie D'Amelio. Like, what is, who's Charlie going to be like when she's 30? Yeah. She ain't going to have no life personality outside of like her followership and her dances. Like, right. You know what I mean? Like, let's, what if Charlie like decided she wanted to be a chef? Yeah. And just like not, they'd be this. like, fuck you. And it's like, yo, yeah. I'm just trying to be who I want to be. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so I don't know. They'd I feel expect bad. Expect her to dance as she's making that souffle. Yeah. Like, you better fucking dance <laughs> that I, out the oven. And I respect the fuck out of Gen Z because I think they're, some of the funniest people, the, the way they roast people in the comments on TikTok is truly like extraordinary. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's truly extraordinary. Yeah. Um, they're so funny. Um, but I do like worry that they're going to have a different type of, I don't know what their role models are going to be or like how they're going to define their own uh, value. How are they going to like, how are they going to find their own self-worth? Right. If it's not attached to like a like or a viewer or, subs- or subscribe. Uh, yeah. It's For scary. us, it's like money. We see it as like, this is a job. Yeah. And that's how I look at it, right? This is a job. I got to post this day. I got to, but I don't know what they're going to do. Yeah. So 
Yeah, man, because they're going to, like you said, they're going to change their identity five years later. And then if they you know? do that, it's going to go against the grain of everything that their fans want. Yeah, I mean, look what's happened to Billie Eilish, right? Yeah. And she's a talented, super talented singer, performer, entertainer. She just turned 18. She's getting shit from both sides. Like, she's showing too much skin, not enough skin. Mm. And it's like, bitch, this, this girl just turned 18. Y'all are, she need to chill the fuck out, dude. Yeah. She's literally 18. She's a teenager. Right. What are you doing? This isn't an adult just because she ever, like, you know what I mean? Like, she's yeah. still a teenager, bro. Right. And then to have millions of people criticizing you at once, we're it's not crazy. built for that. Okay, like, full, full cities, that. full countries are coming at her. If we're looking at the numbers, you know what I'm saying? Like, bro, I, imagine I, those people like physically walking at you. Like, right? imagine, <laughs> imagine she's in the middle of a stadium and a million people are like, "You fucking whore! You're showing too much yeah. skin!" And it's oh like, "Oh my bro, god, this girl's 18." Yeah, it's like you, being at the bottom of the the sea. Like you're gonna collapse. Like you're gonna know. implode. And so that, and then you see like, then you see these people, these celebrities have breakdowns or. They got to go to rehab or they're taking their addictions. You look at Demi Lovato or people like that. And then you're, and then you're like, oh, no, how did this happen? It's like, because y'all happen. Y'all yeah. are being fucking too intense. Yeah. And not letting this person just enjoy, not celebrating people for just like being talented and putting shit out. Yeah. Y'all have to be or like, well, this, is, good this is, yeah, this isn't good as their last album. It's like, bro, what, did you put out an album at all? Yeah. No. The fuck up. It's a bunch of the guys <laughs> that are like, oh, that guy. Oh, Tom Brady's a fucking bitch. He's a pussy. Oh, he oh sucks. God, and it's like, bro. have you, you can't even throw a football, throw a football. 10 yards, bro. Bro, shut up. You right? suck. You yeah. truly suck. That's why, I'm, that's why I'm, <laughs> a million of those guys. The minute I start to complain or criticize somebody, I'm like, the fuck am I doing? Bro? Yeah. <laughs> I got to so, check myself all the time with that too. I get some comments like that. Somebody was like, uh, hey, man, all your videos are the same. You're singing the same sort of chords. And I'm like, and I posted hey, something. Man. And then I answered. I was like, bro, I'm singing. I have to interact with the crowd. I got to yeah, yeah. play the guitar. I got to, like, be entertaining and charming all at the same time. Right. Bro, this, ain't, this, ain't, this isn't, like, You got to get certain tough. laughs per minute, you piece you know of shit. Saying? Like, this yeah. isn't easy, bro. Right. Everybody wants to criticize. That's all right. That's, that's what they're, they're there for. Yeah. I now, think it's natural. I'll take criticism out from anybody as long as it's like they're adding, you know, they'll be like, we should try this if yeah. I haven't thought of it because I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. It's it's never the people that are really Red talented light. that do it. You Time know? to wrap it up. Yeah, no, it is. We just <laughs> we just uh, got the light. It's been an hour, hella fast. Every time, man, it's so fast. But thank you so much for doing thank the show. You, Marcos. Bro, you got good energy, bro. Fucking right, man. Yo, I'm happy, bro. Like, energy. Mikey was like, you got save the world energy. And like, I know you got that same great heart, good soul, just floating around trying it's to do your best. Good you know? intentions. I'm That's not, all it is. I say I'm not perfect, but I think my heart has good intentions. Goddamn right. It's uh, okay. So just Morgan J on all platforms. Yeah, you can just Google it. If, it should pop up the minute you, t you type in Morgan J J A Y because it's a little bit different on each one. Twitter, which I don't use, is the Morgan J. Instagram is only Morgan J. Uh, TikTok is Morgan J official. By the way, the Instagram one I got. Yeah. Because back when I had like three thousand followers, uh -huh. this other girl had it. This is a unisex. Oh, thing, so this girl no. had it. So I hit her up and I was like, "Listen, I don't got no money." I'm a nobody, but I, I kind of feel like my career is going in the right direction. I feel, yeah. like, I feel like I'm going to be somebody. Uh -huh. Would you be willing to give me your Instagram handle? And she uh -huh. was like, yeah. Nice. She just gave it to me, bro. Hell yeah. So shout out to Morgan the Leo because that's her new <laughs> IG. Um, mad respect to her. So. Yeah, man. Okay. Definitely follow Morgan J. You'll, you'll have an amazing time. I always do watching your shit. Thank you so much for coming through. Honor. And uh, I'm sure we'll be rocking the stage Hell soon. Yeah, man. Man. Much love. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs>